Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very, very exciting because this has been my first week back at university. You heard it, guys. She's back. And I'm not... No, we're not starting negative. It is going well, but I'm exhausted. I'm going to take my earrings off because every time I move my head, I can literally hear it shaking. I got these earrings in Bali and I didn't realise the shell is just slightly not attached and I don't know how to fix it. Like, listen, you can you just hear that noise? all the time and it's really really annoying but anyway let's go back to the life update it's been a good week since we last spoke i'm recording this on wednesday because i'm now an organized person who does not leave everything to the last minute the amount of times i've had to record the podcast at like 1 a.m saturday night to get it out for 9 a.m sunday it's it's not the one so i'm trying to be more organized with things now the play on sunday let's just have a moment for that wow it was really intense It was brilliant, like the best acting I think I've ever seen. I'll probably go into it more in the new things I've done this week, but like the best acting I have ever seen, but simultaneously probably the most horrific and heartbreaking plays I've ever watched in my life. Like read the trigger warnings. It's called A A Little Life. Read the trigger warnings before you go. Like before I went, I read the trigger warnings and I was like... It's not going to need all those. Like, it can't be that bad. You have to be 18 to go. You can't go if you're not 18. So that's the first thing that kind of spells it out. And then, yeah, go and have a little read of the trigger warnings to check it's appropriate before you get tickets. I mean, before I say before you get tickets. The tickets are so expensive now. I think they're up to like 200 or 300 pounds. I got mine for 25. Also, we were sat on the stage, which was crazy. I'll take you to it. So we arrived and there was a big queue. And so many people like, there was like, everyone was very excited. And all of a sudden I realised what a big deal this play was that I was going to. Because we just booked it on the Wednesday. I didn't really know much about it or anything that was going to happen with it. And so we booked it on the Wednesday for 25 pounds. But the seats that we booked were sat on the stage. And I wasn't really sure how this was going to work out. Like, where are we going to sit? And so it ended up being, imagine the stage is a square. And in front of the square, you have all of the seats, like the typical, like, seats all in the... Then you have the stalls and everything. Okay, so you have that. I was behind the stage. So they had, like, three lines of seats. And you were behind. And you could watch it from that point of view. And I think these tickets are a bit cheaper. But I asked why it had happened. And it's because the play had sold out so quickly. They wanted to have some more seats for people to be able to come and watch it. So they could maximise the amount of tickets that they sold. And so... I was a bit like, what's this going to be like? Because are we just going to see the backs of their heads? Like, is this going to be really annoying? No, it was so good. It was so interesting because you got to see everything, everyone coming in and coming out. And you got to see how the stage worked together and all of the props. It was a really, really great way to see a play, especially because it was three hours, 40 minutes long. It was a long play. And I tend to get a bit bored in play sometimes. I find myself just like losing attention. I didn't lose attention once. Not once did I lose attention in this play. And that's like, and it was the longest play I've ever seen. And it was great. And I don't know, it was just, the only thing I would say was probably more of a comment on the storyline. It would be nothing to do with the play. But the storyline itself, I just felt like it had too many sad things in. I think apparently it's because it's based on a book and it follows the life of three men as they know four best friends in New York as they grow up. And throughout the book, as they're growing up, you're also uncovering kind of like the main guy's trauma and the things he's experienced and how it's affected him and why he acts a certain way. But apparently in the book, it's equally focused on each of the four members of the cast. So although these sad things happen, it's not quite as dominating because there's 900 pages and you also find out happy things. But in the play, 
it's mainly focused on the one guy who all the horrific things happen to. So it kind of just felt like constant like slaps in the face of just sadness, like horrific things happening. Um, and then, I, I don't want to spoil it, okay? Right, if you are going to watch it or read it, skip. Skip a bit more because I'm going to talk about the ending. But it's a 900-page book and I'd be surprised if anyone's going to read it, to be honest. I'm not going to give major spoilers, but there's this one moment of hope in the end of the book, one moment of hope at the end of the play, and I cried. Like, it was so beautiful. And you know when you watch something and it feels like fake happiness? It was the guy from Bridgerton, and the way he acted this happy scene, it genuinely just made me just, like, cry. Like, it was so beautiful, and I never cry at happy scenes. And I cried, and I was like, this is the greatest play I've ever watched. And then something really sad happened afterwards and it was all ruined and I just felt a bit pissed off. I just felt like the ending was totally unnecessary and it was already... Like, that guy had been through enough, he didn't need to go through this as well. And that annoyed me, to be honest, but we move. It was also on the day of the marathon and it's got me thinking about whether or not I want to run a full marathon. I don't know if I do. I think I want to do it so I can say that I've done it, but I've got to remember how tired I was after running a half marathon. My current goal is to be able to run a half marathon in an hour and 30 minutes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm trying to run faster, like not longer, but faster. I don't know why, but I want to set myself like a fitness challenge type thing because I used to be, fun fact, I used to be quite good at running. Like, I broke records at my school. It was wild. (laughs) But I used to be really into like track and things like that. And then the one time I got through to the trials, like I got through the local trials and I was going to like the bigger trials, not national, but like the the one below that. I had a GCSE that day, so I never got to do it. And then after that, I kind of gave up on running because... I was I enjoyed it and I was good at it but it made me very anxious and I just realized that I wasn't going to be a professional athlete and so what was the point of me doing it like why was I giving so much time to something like I know it was good to enjoy it and stuff but it wasn't going anywhere so I kind of just felt like no there's no need but now I'm just doing it for my own accord I'm not doing it to run for my school I'm not doing it to run for like county or nationals or anything like that I I'm just enjoying creating goals for myself. I think maybe this is a way that my brain is changing as you get older. You start to realise that all of these different things that used to define you, the school that you went to, the university that you went to, the societies that you were from, all of these things that you used to do things for, you stop doing them for them and you actually start doing things for you. And you realise that it can actually be quite fun. It can be fun to like push yourself and see the things that you want to achieve, but only to be achieving those things for yourself. And I think that's... That's been something, you know, I hadn't really realised that I've been doing, but it has been something that I've been doing. I think achievement is something that I struggle with in terms of it being a form of external validation. And for not external, but in forms of it being a form of validation. Like, through my achievements, I've learned to validate myself. And it's something that I'm learn like, I'm trying to unlearn because I think it takes the joy out from a lot of different achievements. And it takes the it puts the focus on the grade rather than the experience. And I think it's interesting in this final module that I'm doing at the moment, I started my final ever master's module today. Final ever one. I will never have a first day of school again. How wild is that? That's crazy. I never didn't even think about it. I'll never have another first day of school. Um, but I started it and it's called Applying Public Health Principles. And it's kind of bringing everything together. But the final assessment, we've already been given it. And he was just like, 
We're giving you the assessment now and you can start looking at it and stuff, but you've got to realise that we don't expect you to include everything that you learn in this module in that assignment because you're going to learn so many things and we want to teach you so many things and this is about the experience that this will provide you with as you go forward. This will pull everything together that you have learned and put you in a really good position for when you leave. It will provide you with a really good skill set. It's not all about the assessment, but we just have to assess you to like as forms of teaching. And it made me realise how much in life is catered towards assessment. And I understand why. It's because you have to have some way of grading things and grading people. But you wonder how all of this needing to grade people through assessments is going to be implicated by AI. Because I know chat GPT is something that everyone is shitting themselves about, about at the moment. The big thing that like my insight just don't touch it, just don't use it. Cause now they're making like turn it in bots that can make it, can identify it in your work and things like that. And it's just it's wondering how we can use AI to our advantage, and I don't really know how yet. And I think also it's if you could Google the perfect answer, what's to tell that apart from someone that wrote it themselves? And I think you've got to rely on the morals of people. And like, I've realised I'm very morally conscious in the terms of like, I get a very bad guilty conscience. If I do something bad, I feel sick for days. And I'm always found out. Like, it, I just, just don't do it. Like, I, like, it goes to the extremes of, if I see a rapper on the street and I don't pick it up, like I see a Chris Packett rapper and I don't, I don't pick it up, I walk past it. I will feel guilty for the next five minutes about that I should have done that. There was like a guy on the train and he had obviously just finished the marathon and I should have been like to him, congratulations for running the marathon. And I didn't. I felt nervous, socially awkward. I don't know why, but I just didn't. And I walked off the train and I felt really guilty about it. So God, if I was ever to use anything like that, I think I'd have a nervous breakdown. I think I'd actually throw up. I just can't do it. I'm too nervous about those types of things. They just don't ever work out well for me. And I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with having a good conscience. I feel like it's going to serve me well. But then will it serve me well? Because so many people get high up in life and just because they haven't done good things, you know? It's not the good people at the top. Maybe I can change that. But starting back at uni has been a little bit anxiety-inducing. I have found it quite just I find I find it quite stressful everything that's happening I woke up this morning and I felt really homesick which is strange because I haven't been feeling homesick for a while but I read a letter from my mum last night I'm not gonna cry I am not going to cry um I've read a letter I'm just maybe sad it just made me really miss home and then when I woke up this morning and I was sat on the tube I just felt really homesick and I don't know why and it wasn't necessarily like it wasn't the homes I used to get really badly homesick in Leeds and it wasn't that type of homesick of like necessarily missing the place but more missing the people I just really miss my mum and dad and like my sisters like it's just I don't know I think as I, I oh I don't want to cry I don't want to cry um as I have been getting older and like I'm making more and more decisions that are kind of firmly taking me into my 20s like into my adult independent years basically as I'm making more decisions that are confirming that I'm an adult I'm realizing that I'm keeping I'm I'm taking steps away that I am slowly stepping away from living at home and for everyone it's like well yeah obviously you moved out a year ago like you've already left for uni like obviously and I feel like when I left for uni I always was like well I'm coming home afterwards I haven't left home yet and then I had a year at home 
and I knew it was, I didn't, like, you guys would have been listening to the podcast then, I didn't have the best time, like, obviously I liked it, I liked being at home, but it was, like, a boring time, in terms of, like, quite monotonous, but now I'm in London, and now I'm not going to go home again, and I am going to get a job here, and slowly but surely, that's that, and it just makes me feel a bit sad, and there's no, like, it's not, I'm very, very lucky to be able to have such a good relationship with my family that I want to go back, and I really appreciate that, and I know I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm, like, I'm not trying to rub it in or anything like that, I just, I have been feeling quite sad about it recently, and I'm wondering when the sad feeling will go away about it, I don't know if it ever will, because I, I saw a TikTok about it, and it was like, sometimes you just finish the day, and you just want to go home to your family house, and I don't know if that feeling ever leaves, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I don't know if it does ever leave, I think it's definitely made me more conscious about wanting to live near my family when I'm older, I didn't used to think that I would want to. Not that I wouldn't want to, but I didn't used to think it would be a big thing for me because I thought I'd be okay anywhere. But I'm now realising as I am getting older and as, like, the implications of not seeing people for ages, it's hard and I miss them. And I don't know if I want to do this all the time. Like, you know, when I'm older and I eventually, 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 really far away have my own children... The thought of that makes me nervous. Um, I want my family around me. Like, I want them to know my family, you know? So, I don't know. I think maybe that's maybe why I've been feeling a little bit anxious. We can't... There's nothing to do about it. And I went for a run this morning and that helped shape the anxious feeling out. A run... I've been good with the gym and I've been good with trying to stick with running. Running has been the thing that's really helped with my anxious feelings. And I am trying to eat better. In terms of, like... I'm never going to be, I'm going to talk about food right now. And if food is a triggering thing for you, then please skip forward. Um, Just letting you know. Um, I'm never going to like restrict the food that I eat. I'm never going to do that because I've like, it just, it doesn't work well for me. I don't enjoy it. It makes me miserable. I find myself then like eating excessively at the weekends because in my mind that that's like a free time to eat. And it doesn't really work out. Like that's not a healthy balance. It's not healthy to restrict throughout the week and then just kind of like not as excessive as binge eat but just eat quite a lot then at the weekends that doesn't really make sense I'd rather eat the same amount every single day and feel really good so like if I want to eat chocolate I'm obviously going to eat chocolate and life's too short life is so short that I don't ever want to feel that I can't do something and also I have this weird thing of if something tells me I can't do something then I just want to do it more there's no like if I want to do something then it's happening I'm very stubborn I've realized So if that little inkling of me wanting or craving a food is there, it's going to happen. But the only issue with... But but anyway, I want to start eating more. Because when you're working out and going to the gym and stuff, I've never really looked at my diet. Like, I think I eat quite healthy. I eat a lot of veg and stuff like that. But in terms of protein, because I don't really eat meat, I don't really have that much protein or iron. And I've been feeling quite tired lately. So I think I'm trying to be a bit more conscious with the meals that I cook to make sure that they're providing me with the right nutrients. I'm focusing on nutrients and I want to be like more, eat more nutrient dense things. So I think that's why I'm going to go shopping after this and I'm going to buy like more nutrients type things. Obviously still chocolate and bits like that, but just be more clever about it because I've been, I've been really tired the past week and I don't know why I've been sleeping for like nine hours. There's no need for me to feel tired. I don't know whether it's just prolonged burnout 
I've seen so many things about like going through the education system and had just experiencing extreme burnout and it not leaving and at one point just crashing and just feeling so tired and so drained and I've been wondering maybe this is maybe this is like the implications of it all but I did have a gap year so maybe not I don't know guys sometimes I think I read too much into how I'm feeling and I just need to get on with it but then where would we be you know if I wasn't over analyzing my own my own needs my own wants my own if I wasn't giving myself an assessment every single day about how I feel would it be me probably not uh, I do really want to go for an MRI scan I don't know why and I would never do it, obviously, not going to waste the NHS resources, don't come at me, it's not going to happen, uh, but I would really like to just know what's wrong with me, just so I know, I don't th- I'm not a hypochondriac, but I would just like to know, I have a messed up shoulder, I don't really know why, and I also would like to know my hormone levels, and my, um, like, deficiencies, basically, I just want someone to fully scan me and be like, this is what's wrong with you, this is what's right with you, this is what you need to fix. I would really enjoy that. Also, if I could have my genes looked at to see if there's preventative things I should be doing. You know, I just want a full little, like, MOT for my body, for myself. I don't know where you'd get one of those, and I bet it would cost a fortune. But I would like one. I do think it would be very interesting. I always find... I was going to say I always find healthcare stuff interesting. Well, yeah, no shit, look at what you're studying, yeah. But I do, I find it so interesting how the different things that you can eat, like the idea of like superfoods. Goji berries are so expensive though, and that makes me sad. When I was on holiday in Bali, they literally had so many, and I would fill up like bags full. It was slightly embarrassing, but we move, we're not thinking about that. Also, big life update. Oh, have I stopped recording? No, stop. Oh no, I haven't, phew, ignore. Um, Big life update. I might be going to Colombia, like not just might, I am going to, well, no, I need to not get too ahead of myself, but I think I'm going to go to Colombia. I know I said I wasn't going to go and I've now realised this was just my anxious brain talking and that I actually felt quite stressed about it all and I didn't know what to do and I just felt really overwhelmed and now I've realised this, I've thought about it and I've thought two and a half weeks in Colombia, paid for by the university, why am I saying no? just because I'm nervous, just because I feel a bit anxious, just because it's changed. I'm not going to do that. So I'm looking into it again, which is very exciting. I did have a slight nervous thing then about what am I going to do about the podcast, but I'm just not even going to think about that yet. That's It's too far away, you know? It's going to be June time, so it's way too far away. Also, 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 I got a new dress today and I got it for free. My university were doing this sustainability thing, but there was no catch, you just got to take things that you wanted, and I was like, I got this dress, and it's like stripy with green and turquoise and blue and another blue, it's like all my favourite colours, and I was like, this is perfect, for free, and it was from Gap, so probably wouldn't have been like mega cheap, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered if it was, I really like it, and it looks like brand new, so I'm pleased with today, today has gone well, it was kind of hard starting back, and starting university and starting things again but kind of like the realization that this is the last one I ever have to do is both daunting but exciting like I'm excited for the next step I am excited to start working I'm excited to kind of start pursuing the next chapter if that makes sense but anyway this week we're talking about chapters closing before you're ready for them to close and I hope I've picked a more succinct title because that is a bit of a mouthful to say but 
it's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently about how we have to let go of things, how we have to be ready for things to move on when we're not necessarily ready for them to move on. So on to the content part for this week's podcast. Also, before we move on to that, if you haven't pressed subscribe yet, please press subscribe because now we are at 3,500 and I really want to get to 4,000. And that 500 has literally happened in the last four weeks. So guys, spread the news. Pass the podcast on to someone. Even, go on your mum's phone, your dad's phone, your sibling's phone. Just press subscribe, even if they don't listen to it. Just press it. I won't tell anyone, I promise. Guys, so I've been to the pub and I've literally only had two pints, but I'm still not really sure if this is a good idea or not. But the thing is, the thing that's bothering me is that I feel like You've Got Mail is a conversation between us both. And like the chapters ending and chapters closing before you're ready for them to is something that's been on my mind a lot. But the reality is it's not what's been on my mind the most this week. And so it just doesn't feel like honest doing a podcast topic about it. It doesn't feel like I'm like we'd be on a phone call. Do you know what I mean? Like the reality is if you called me up right now and we talked about chapters closing before you were ready to them for them to close, it is something that's been on my mind and it has been things ending before I've been ready for them to end. But the reality is that this week has been hard and it just doesn't feel honest me talking about that when that's not how I'm feeling. And I feel like, like we're meant to be on FaceTime, you know, and that wouldn't be something I'd mention to you right now. I'd mention about the fact that I felt really lonely this week. That this week's been really hard. That this week's been one of those ones where I've just felt really homesick and I've just wanted to go home and I haven't just wanted to be here. And it's nothing to do with London. Like, I absolutely love London. But I think I think the reality is that this podcast, like, this podcast, although we said it's going to be about chapters closing before it's ready to, it's actually going to be about being comfortable in your own company and understanding the impact that your emotions can have on you and also if you're a girl your menstrual cycle and how that can impact your emotions as well because I think I've probably been on my period the past three I don't even know because I'm on the coil so I don't really know how it all works like I don't know if I even have a period anymore I don't get how any of it makes sense but I feel like it doesn't make sense to talk about that so we're not going to talk about that because you know there's the one thing I get, it's creative freedom. And this is why I am now changing the podcast topic. And I'm sorry for those who are excited about that content episode, but that's not what's happening. So the reality is, is I have felt quite shit this week, quite anxious, quite upset. And I don't really know why. And I think it's, I think, you know what it is? I think it's the fact that when you're 20s, when you're in your 20s, so many people in their lives have so much shit together and they have so many, they have so many friends and they have such good core friendship groups and they seem to have so many people around them. And sometimes I don't feel like I have that. I obviously have really lovely friends that I really like. I obviously love them and I spent so much time with them and I'm so grateful to have them in my life. And I have really lovely family. Like I'm very lucky in that sense, but... I don't really feel like, you know how some people, like, let's imagine the typical American high school film. They have that classic five. They have the five where it's literally, they've been through everything with each other and they're so close and they always have each other's backs. And it's like, like a proper like unit of a friendship group. And I just don't have that. Like, I do have that, but I don't have that. And I've always craved that. And I think recently a lot of things have been going on with like friendship groups around me where it's kind of like emphasised the fact that I don't have that. And I think especially like 
when you start back at school or university, you're suddenly reminded about like all of the interconnecting networks around you and how you're not part of them. And it's not that you should be part of them or that you should feel like an obligation to be part of them. But I have. And I think I mentioned it in the question parts for this week's podcast, but I've really struggled with people not liking me. And it's not the fact that I don't even think anyone does not like me. Nothing's happened. There's nothing for me to think that way. It's just the fact that sometimes I don't feel as connected as everyone else is connected to each other. Sometimes I feel a bit far away and I feel like no one talks about how hard it is to make friends in your 20s. No one talks about it. It's shit. Like, everyone seems to have these friendship groups they're best friends with from so long. Everyone made really great friends at uni. Like, a really, really solid friendship group. And I didn't have that. Like, I didn't make that really solid friendship group. I made friends, but I didn't make a solid friendship group. I didn't make it at, like, school either. And all of a sudden, I'm going through these life experiences and I'm not making these, like, essential friend groups that you see in every single life. And slowly, I feel like these opportunities to make these friendship groups are slipping away. And I know that's not the case. I know it's not the case. Because I know you can literally meet anyone anywhere. But sometimes I feel like it would be nice to have that solid, like that group chat that you can always go back to, that group chat that you're always in each other's lives for. I think sometimes I forget how young I am. Sometimes I feel like I'm really old and I realise I'm not actually that old. I need to get a grip because I'm really, like, I'm really not that old. But sometimes I feel like I am. And I feel like these massive opportunities that I've had in my life to make friends, sixth form, school, university, and it just hasn't all come together. Even going home for a year, it just hasn't all come together and it bothers me, I can't lie. I felt really sad about it recently. I had a big cry last night on the phone and I just... I just felt sad about it. I can't... I'd, it, maybe I'm coming on my period and maybe that's the reality of it. Like Maybe it's actually not that much of a big deal. This is the shit thing also about being a girl. You don't know if your emotions are valid or are you just hormonal? Like, what's going on there? But anyway, um, I just, I just felt sad. I felt detached from everyone around me. I felt like everyone had so much going on in their lives. And I think this is the other thing. I'm really struggling with comparing my life to people around me at the moment. I'm struggling with realising that because they have loads going on, that doesn't mean that I have to have loads going on. But in my head, it does. And it's hard because I I really struggle to recognise the power in the things that I've done. Like, I don't value my own achievements as much as I value everyone else's. Which is when I'm just comparing myself to everyone around you, I'm just shitting on myself, really. And it's really nasty and I would never do it to any of you. And I just don't know why we do it. It doesn't make much sense. And this is the thing. I think slowly but surely that's been knocking my self-confidence and then this week starting back at uni and like chatting to everyone and seeing all different like some people that would make them like light up and they'd feel so excited about it but it's taken me like three days and like yesterday I felt the loneliest I felt in so long like I cried myself to sleep you know that hasn't happened in months I put on one of these like this is so embarrassing I think I've become way too comfortable on this podcast I put on one of the sleep stories and it was the BFG which like my dad used to read to me all the time I didn't really think about it I was just listening to it because it like it helps calm me down um the sleep stories are very relaxing on calm and like I was listening to that before I went to sleep and I just cried And I think I've been feeling really homesick recently is because I miss the safety net of feeling home. And I know I talked about this on the life update and I know I talked about it then. It was like, I do miss home. But I think the reality is I miss home is because I don't feel fully comfortable here right now. 
And I think I'm struggling with the fact that I don't feel like I have super loads of friends around me. And I think, do you know why I think this is? I think this is all taught, like this all stems from the fact that I have more free time now. I have two free, no, two and a half free days a week. And beforehand I had zero. And now I have more time on my own and I'm starting to question the people around me. Like, do they even actually like me? Like I was talking to someone today and halfway through I had a thought about like, do they actually want to talk to me or do they just want to leave? Like, do they actually want to speak to me? Maybe I'm just taking up their time. Maybe I should make it so they can leave if they want to leave. And that's so harmful and that's so toxic and I don't know where that's come from. I just think so many people struggle to make friends and I don't really know why we all think it's totally normal to have this massive friendship group when the amount of people that I speak to that don't have this massive friendship group is the majority. And just no one talks about it and I think that makes it so much harder. I think that's why I wanted to do the podcast today on the fact that I felt really lonely and I have lovely friends And I felt the loneliest I felt in ages, you know? And like, I am happy, I'm good, mum. If you're listening, I'm happy. You don't need to worry, like, everything is good. I am really happy. I've had a lovely evening today and I went to the pub with some friends and it was really, really nice. It was really good. But I think I overthink things so much that I convince myself things are so much worse than they actually are. And I don't know why I do it. I don't know why I do it. And it's worrying. And also, the other thing is, I'm going to lie down. The other thing is, is that I was talking to my uni friend about how the fact that I have been feeling like, it's like, guys, I'm not going to lie, I felt really anxious this week. Because I was just around people and I just felt out of place. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like I should be there. I just felt, I felt there was a glass wall between me and everyone else. And I was like, what am I doing here? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I struggle to connect with people, like I don't fully fit in. But this is why I want to come on today and talk about this because I've realised, I've realised that I've often felt maybe slightly detached from those around me and I've often felt like it was my responsibility to make myself fit in and now I'm slowly realising that actually I can accept that it's not my responsibility to fit in, it's okay that we don't fit like a jigsaw puzzle, it's okay that we don't interlink perfectly the reality is that you don't have to get well you don't have to get on well with every single person around you and i think sometimes when you're in situations like school and university you forget this you forget that you don't have to get on well with everyone you don't have to get on well with the 30 people in your class you don't have to make this perfect friendship group that you think you're going to make it just heard a noise downstairs and i am home alone and that was a little bit scary Okay, I'm just going to carry on and hope that it's all okay. Um, Okay, this is what I mean, though. I think you, when you're at university, when you're in school, and when you're in these situations where you have so many free people around you for you interact with, you automatically assume that you're going to be able to make that perfect friendship group with them. You think that it's going to happen because maybe it will happen. Maybe you will meet this perfect person in your life. Maybe you will find so many friends. But I also think the reality is, is that you might not. Just because you're going to meet with those many people, just because you're going to have that many interactions, does not mean you're going to find your perfect one. And I think the issue with social media is is that it's made everyone look so much more social than they actually are. People only post things when they're doing something. So that means your entire story is filled with people doing things, but the reality is you follow 500 or 1,000 people and you see 30 stories a night. The percentage of people that are actually doing things is such a minor 
proportion of your following but you look at those and you think that everyone is doing something and that you're not doing anything and I think this has been the thing that I've been struggling with I feel like everyone has so many more plans than me and I don't do anything and I don't know what I'm doing and then I finally 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 like last night I had a big cry I had a big cry and I was like what's going on I never feel this anxious like you know when you're waking up anxious it's the horriblest feeling I hate it I wake up and I just feel my heart going and I'm like okay It's going to be one of those days, but we can get through it. Like, it's going to be okay. And this is what I've realised is that I finally spoke to my friend and I was like, I'm not going to lie, I'm struggling a bit. Like, I'm feeling really anxious at the moment. I just feel really disconnected from everyone. And I'm just finding it a bit... I feel a little bit lonely at the moment. And they said, really, because I've been feeling really lonely too. I've also felt really anxious the past few days. Then my other friend joined in and said, yeah, I've been feeling like I have no purpose recently. Like, I don't know where I'm going. And all of a sudden, this issue that I thought was literally so isolating that I was fully on my own with, I realised that my two, some of my closest friends were also massively struggling with. And I think this is the other thing. When you're lonely, you fail to comprehend the people around you as actual people. I think sometimes there's a danger in indulging these feelings is because you start to ignore the facts that prove against it. I think I had kind of gone down this thought stream of I don't have like a massive friendship group, blah, 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 blah. I don't have any friends. And I'd ignored how many people I have around me. And that's something that you have to be really aware of. And I think this is the thing that I've become more aware of in searching for my friendship groups and searching for these people is these feelings of emotional kind of like, oh, I don't know where I stand with people. And it comes when I'm like immersed into a new scenario. This exact emotional kind of like, fuck, I don't feel like I have anyone here happened the first week of, or like the first like few weeks of January when I went back into that new term. Guys, I felt shocking. I remember calling Louis and crying, that poor boy, like, he's really had to deal with a lot, um, just calling my boyfriend and crying, and being like, I just feel so lonely, I feel so lonely, and I don't feel like I have anyone here, and I just feel like if I left London, no one would care, no one would care, but the reality is that's not true, and this is why I wanted to do that podcast episode today is because I think it's really important to recognise that even though you feel lonely, even though you don't think you have anyone around you, there are so many people around you that care for you that you don't even realise. So stop and write a list of all of the people in your life that love you and that care about you and that think about you and then think about them thinking about you on a regular basis. Because I promise you, it's one of those things that all of a sudden you start to realise that there are people in your life who care about you and you are not as alone as you think you are. And you start to realise that there are other things out there. And this is why I have been feeling lonely this week. I haven't been knowing where I was going. I haven't been knowing what I was doing. And then I've realised that I need to kind of start proactively planning my life a little bit more in order to combat these feelings. And I think this is something else that I re- wish I'd realised sooner is realising that these emotional feelings are something I can award against. This feeling of loneliness is something that I can ward against. And I think you protect yourself from it when you start to realise you need to proactively make the plans. So it's things like, like I wasn't doing anything tomorrow. And so I had a look online and the Tate are offering, like if you're 16 to 25, you can go visit the Tate for £5. You can go to all of their exhibitions. So I messaged my friend, I was like, do you want to come with me? Yes, they do want to come with me. So we're going to go to the Tate tomorrow together. And then on Sunday, there's this like free running thing that I'm going to go to. And it's just about putting yourself in situations where you are able to meet new people. Because all of a sudden by meeting new people, then you start to realise how many people there are in the world for you to meet. 
Because strangers are just friends you haven't met yet, you know? Friends weren't always friends and it takes time to get to know people and it takes time to feel comfortable with them. I think people also don't talk about this is that when you move somewhere new, you make friends really quickly and you're obviously going to be friends with them for ages and you love them to pieces. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you forget also that you've only known them for six months. You have only known these people for six months. If you're in a relationship for six months, I'd say that's still relatively new. I'd still say that was something new. I wouldn't say that was like a developed relationship. And so, of course, at some point, you're going to feel uncertain about where you stand. At some point, you're going to be like, oh, I don't know. Because it's such a new relationship. It's such a new foundational friendship in your life that you're not used to it being there. And it's so okay to find that hard. And I just wish more people spoke about that. I guess this week's episode is me speaking about all the things that I don't think people speak about. I don't think people talk about how hard it is to make friends. I don't think people talk about how hard it is to maintain friends, you know? And how hard it is to put yourself out there. And it's scary, you know? I was nervous and I was scared and I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt really like booking to go for a run on Sunday morning um, with a brand. Like that's not, I'm only not going to say the brand name because I feel like the podcast will come out before I do it and I'm kind of nervous already I don't want to have to meet loads of people there like I'm already really nervous about it I don't want to be like paranoid thinking like I'm gonna have to meet loads of people not that there would be loads of people there I don't know why I think I'm acting like a celebrity I'm really not that much of a big deal at all but uh um also I'm going with my friend so privacy protection but these are kind of like also reminding myself to book new things to try new things, to do new things, to push myself out of my comfort zone. And realising when I have these moments of feeling like I shouldn't, feeling like I don't know where I'm going, that it's okay. That I felt good before. I think this is what I want the main message of this week's podcast to be. I feel like it's been a bit all over the place. But it's been been something that's been really, really bothering me for the past five days. I need to talk about it. But I just wish I'd realised at the start of when all this kicked off is that I felt happy before. I felt so happy before. And I'll feel really, really happy again. I'm going to feel the best, most incredible version of myself. But right now I'm in a bit of the shit show part. I'm in a bit of the storm, you know. And it's not easy and it is hard and I do struggle with it. And it's not, it's not nice feeling lonely. I miss my home. I miss my friends. I miss my boyfriend. I miss my best friend. Like I miss these people are so influential in the world, of, like in my world. And I miss them. But... Just because I miss them doesn't mean that those points where I had such a great time with them aren't coming soon. When you're having bad days and when you are feeling lonely, I think you've really got to realise you've just got to get through it. I was talking to my sister about this, about moving to university, and I honestly think with university, you've just got to get through it. You've just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep going. I always think about the door, like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. I think about this a lot when I'm running as well. I'm just like, you've just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just keep swimming. Just one more foot. You know, just keep running. Just got to keep going. And eventually you'll get to that good point again. I think that's the thing. The bad times will pass. The parts where you feel really lonely will pass. You will meet incredible people who are going to make you feel so loved and so cared for and are going to make you really, really smile. And at some point you'll feel that safety net again. I'm already feeling better, you know? I'm already feeling less anxious and more content in the world that I've created around myself. And it's just taken five days of me being like, just get through this, just get through this. We will feel better at the end. It's just change.
I think that's it. It's recognizing what your triggers are. For me, it's starting a new situation, starting change, feeling a change in my scenario makes me anxious and nervous. It makes me question everything that's going on. And I think that's played an impact the past few days. But you've just got to keep swimming. You've just got to keep going. You've just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and remembering that you've had hard times before and you will have hard times again. But you've just got to get through them because at some point they will end. At some point, the things you make you feel so uncomfortable now will be your new normal. They'll be the thing. I read this thing that's about how adaptive humans are. How adaptive we are to change is crazy. If you think about all the things you've been through and all of a sudden when you start back at school, the first week feels anxious and the second week feels less anxious. By the third week, you're already into your routine. We are so adaptive to our situations around us. And I think that's something really important to remember. These hard times will pass. This feeling of loneliness will pass. It's all just stages in your life. It's all just pages. It's all just chapters. It's all just scene changes. But good things are coming, I promise. It just takes time. And I wish I'd realised this at the start of the week when I was deciding whether or not I was going to stay in London. I literally had a moment where I was like, I think I just want to leave. I think I just don't want to be here anymore. I think I just need to leave London. I don't think... And now I'm like, what was I on about? I was really being very dramatic and I'm very sorry, everyone. But anyway, on to the new thing. No, questions that I have answered this week that are now totally unrelated to the podcast, but... It wasn't honest, guys, and I couldn't record a podcast that wasn't honest. It felt fake, but I love you. And on to the questions for this week's episode. I just got so distracted on TikTok and I don't even know what I was watching. Like, I can't even tell you the things that came up, but, you know, we're just going to move. We're just going to move. I did just lose 10 hours of my life, but we, it wasn't actually 10 hours, just to clarify. It was a solid five minutes, if that. Okay. Let's go to the first question. What's your safe space? Hmm. I don't think... I think I have safe people. Like, I have places. Like, when I'm at home, there's a special beach that me and my boyfriend went to on our first day. And, like, that's special. That's, like, a safe place to me. Like, that's, like, a very special place. Um, but I think I more have safe people. I think, obviously, my home will always be a safe place. Like, the safe... A place? Why am I saying space? Safe place. But I don't necessarily... I think now, because I'm not at home as much, and I don't have these different places that I call home, I think my safe place is more around people. I think my housemates and my boyfriend and my family and, like, my friends, they have now morphed into my safe places where I feel comfortable, where I feel at ease. But then I think if I'm on my own, I've realised... I go for a lot of walks. I, I feel like being outside and going for walks, that's my safe space. That's the place where I go where I'm just needing like some time. Like I'll go for a walk on the Thames. My next goal is to go to Richmond Park um, or Greenwich. I think that's my kind of safe places is being outdoors. And I think that like, comes from my childhood. Like I spent all of my childhood outside at the beach. And so water is my safe place. Like it sounds really weird. <laughs> water is my safe place. But I find that more relaxing than, like, countryside. Countryside is pretty, but it's not as pretty as the sea, in my opinion. So I think that's what I've really noticed is where I gravitate towards is seeing water. So, like, the Thames. Like, there's some canals near my house. I love going around them. And just, you know, spending time with people who I feel really comfortable around. That's been important at the moment. It's been important in also recognising that it takes time to become comfortable around people. I think in a weird way I kind of expected the comfortableness to come straight away and it takes time and it takes time for you to kind of get over the first hurdle of 
feeling really close to people and then you doubt yourself and then you kind of get over the next hurdle and then you realize that you are close and that you do have friends and that you're not on your own and you know it's been a journey I think at the beginning of the year I did feel quite homesick and I felt quite lonely but I'm realizing that I was never really lonely I think I just had failed to recognize the strength of what I had around me if that makes sense personality or looks hmm obviously personality way more than looks because I feel like Eventually, you're going to grow old with someone and you're going to want them, you're going to want to get on with them. Like, at the end of the day, you need to be, they need to be your best friend, you know? You need to really enjoy being in their company. But I also think you have to be attracted to the person that you're being with, you know? Like, that's important. You need to feel attracted to them. Otherwise, they're just a friend. Like, equal, you know? Maybe, no, not equal. Personality more than looks, but looks are still important, I think. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Your biggest fear um deep water we've been over this we have been over this deep water and heights you know what I I think I might be all right with spiders but then I actually think about it and if a spider came towards me no chance you know equally near-death experiences is quite a big fear of mine specifically to do with a shark eating me or a whale no it wouldn't I don't think a whale would eat me so I don't I wouldn't feel sad about that but I think specifically like, I could never swim with a shark in my entire life. That would actually be the worst-case scenario. You know, those things where it's like, oh, oh, I think I found my worst fear. You know, cage diving. When you're in a cage next to a boat and they throw chunder and it's really deep water and the great whites come and they try and bite the cage. Yeah, no, that's not happening. My cage would drop to the bottom of the seafloor and then I'd have to swim up in a shark-infested waters and then I'd get eaten to death. So, yeah, no thank you absolutely never ever ever so I think that's probably my biggest fear I think that would win on top 10 fears I think that would be one of my top three fears deep water height and then being put in a cage and made to look at sharks that's also meant to be really bad for the environment what is your sign I'm a Leo I am my birthday's 19th of August I don't know if I meant to share that, but you're all going to know when I do a birthday post, so why not share it? Um, my birthday, I apparently, I had this reading with this lady last year, and it was like an astrological location reading thing, and she was like, you are a fire, fire, fire sign, all of my signs are in fire, um, and I feel like it kind of makes sense, like, let me have a look what a Leo is, it's like, quite chatty, I am very chatty, Sorry, do I just have the biggest head ever? Listen to this. They're delighted to embrace their royal status. Vivacious, theatrical and passionate. I am very theatrical. Everyone says I'm very dramatic. So that kind of rings true. They love to bask in the spotlight and celebrate themselves. I do have a podcast where I just talk. Is that celebrating myself? These lines are natural leaders and enjoy cultivating friendships and romances that are artistically and creatively inspiring. Leading, leaning into drama-fueled romances that are perfectly suited for the tabloids. I'll have you know I've been in a long-term relationship. After all, every Leo perceives himself or herself as a celebrity. No. These astrological divas... Never get tired of lavish dinners, exclusive parties or decadent designer wear. Mm, that is true. I have realised I do really like really nice things. Not that I can afford any of them, but I do like them. You know how some people just aren't bothered? I think I am. I just like it, you know? I can't call me materialistic. Maybe I am slightly materialistic. 
but some nice things are really nice. You know what? I'm going to stop reading that because that is really insulting to my entire life. Oh, no, actually, I take it back. This fixed sign is known for ambition and determination, but celebrated for their bravery. Represented by the strength card, which depicts the divine expression of physical, mental, emotional fortitude. Fearless optimists who refuse to accept failure, Leos will find their deep wells of courage grow as they mature. You know what? I think I have got a lot braver. I've got a lot braver at doing stuff. I've got a lot braver at putting myself out there and being vulnerable. And I guess you could say the podcast is brave because I just kind of open myself up and let everyone have a little look inside. Not everyone, just you guys. But I guess it is brave in a way. Is it? I don't know. I do think I've got braver. I've got a lot better at public speaking and about speaking my mind and kind of recognising how I feel in certain situations and valuing that and giving myself like credit for those things. Do you know what I mean? Not valuing. What am I trying to say? Kind of honouring my feelings. I've got better at that. And I think that's brave because I think it's easy to push down how you feel in certain moments. It's easy to ignore what you feel like. And so I think that is brave. Final question. What's something you wish you'd held on to a bit longer or let go of earlier? That's such a good question. I feel like that should be a journal prompt for everyone this week. What's something you wish you'd held on to a bit longer or let go of earlier? I love that question. Mm. I think something... I'm going to do both. I think something I wish I'd let go of earlier is this idea that I have to be liked by everyone I have to achieve everything if everything is not successful then I'm a failure I think in my head I put a lot of pressure on myself and I don't really celebrate the big wins or the small wins I always manage to focus on the thing that I haven't got and I think it's because I have oh sorry I just hit my bag I have this expectation of myself to act a certain way and to do a certain thing and I set myself such big tasks and ideas it's great to have that much ambition but I think I wish I'd let go of the pressure because I think it's ruined a lot of things for me. It's like I hit 50k on TikTok, that's crazy, but like it doesn't really feel like a big deal. It's like once I hit 100k, then that's going to be really cool. That's the big one for me. And it's like, no, celebrate the little things as well. It's important. I think, I think that's something I wish I'd let go of earlier. This need to do things. I also wish I didn't need everyone to like me. And I'm getting better at this, but I think I'm a massive people pleaser. And it really bothers me when people don't like me. And then I, I used to do this thing. This is embarrassing to admit. I'm going to tell you all anyway. I used to do this thing when I was like younger, like way younger. Like feel like it was my job to make people like me. Like if people didn't like me, then I had failed. And then I'd make sure that they liked me. Like, I would just spend loads of time with them to make sure they liked me because I couldn't deal with the fact that they didn't like me. And I'm now realising, like, why? Why did I do that? Why didn't I have enough love in myself and confidence in my own character to realise that if they didn't like me, then that's okay. It wasn't their job to like me. It was just my job to exist and they didn't have to like me and I was still allowed to exist. My existence wasn't solely to please other people. Yeah, you know what? That's what I wish I'd let go of earlier that my existence wasn't solely to please those around me, that it's just to be in existence, you know? Okay, let's do the last little part of that question. Oh, sorry, I keep tapping on my phone. I feel like it's going to be really noisy, um, but my phone keeps dying because I talk too much. What's something you wish you'd hold on to a bit longer? Hmm. What do I wish I'd held on to a bit longer? You know, when I think back to, like, 
ages 18 to 21, my university time. Even maybe, I, I wish I had held on to the joy that I had in childhood. I was such a happy kid, like such a happy kid. And I loved doing so many things. And then I think slowly, 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 I got more and more and more anxious. And also I got less and less comfortable meeting new people. And I think I wish I'd held on to that longer because now I think I'd come full circle and I'm back and I'm back meeting people and I'm realising the people around you have a massive impact on the way that you end up becoming. And I talk a lot about it to my mum and because obviously she can recognise it the most. She can see how much I've changed when I've been with different friendship groups and different relationships, when the impact the different things have had on me. And I just wish I'd always have kept, held on to myself a bit longer. I think I lost myself for a bit, I can't lie. Like, I really lost who I was. I had no idea who I was. And I think it's normal not to know who you were, but kind of like I didn't, I didn't know anything about myself and I wish I'd held on to her a bit more because it took a lot of finding to get back. Like, you know, it took a lot of work. But anyway, on to the new things that I've done this week. Okay, new things I've done this week. I may be applying for the London Marathon. Shh, don't tell anyone. I've just messaged my mum. I've just seen the ballot thing. I might, I might put a ballot in. I don't know why I'm saying like shh, but like don't tell anyone. Okay, we're keeping it secret. Don't want anyone discussing it. I don't want to think that I might be doing that. I don't know whether to do it or not. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We will see. Do I want to do it? Seventy quid. Expensive experience, but. I do really want to do one in my life, so... Hmm. Okay, anyway, on to the new things I've done this week. Right, guys. For those of us with low attention spans, a.k.a. me, I've realised if I go to the gym every single day, I get really, really bored. I find it really boring. And so I've started to change it up a little bit by having a three-day routine. I watched, basically, I watched this video on TikTok, and she was like, the way I've coped with my ADHD is I have, like, three different, like a routine that lasts three days, and then I recycle. So one day is one thing, second day is something, third day is something else, and then it cycles back. And so I've started doing, like, leg day at the gym on Monday, arms, like, and I don't, like, follow a specific thing, I just go on, like, different machines, Um, on a Tuesday, and then on the Wednesday I go for a run. And I'm hoping this will make me stay more motivated with exercise, because I do find that I get quite bored, so recognizing these different ways that I can make sure that I stay interactive and disciplined with things is something that's important to me and I'm trying to like do it as well in terms of the routine that I have daily so I'll wake up early third Monday Tuesday then Wednesday go for a run and spend a bit more time at home and kind of mixing it up like every third day having a bit of a break from the kind of standard routine that I have I think will help me kind of focus not so much on burnout well, I hope so anyway, guys. Like, I'm trying here. Other new things that I've done. I'm going to watch a new season of Working Mums today. Oh, my God, I also watched... Um, what was it? Modern Family so much. I've re- I'm really into Modern Family at the moment. I'm going through my Modern Family era. I started it with my boyfriend, and sorry, Louie, I've just carried it on. You know, I have the subscription. I'm just, I've just carried it on. It's such a guilty pleasure. It's not even guilty because it's excellent, but my housemate was watching it. Like, she's rewatched it like seven times, and I have never rewatched it. I watched the first season and then just stopped, but now I'm firmly invested. So, if you just need a bit of a comfort show, watch Modern Family. It's lovely. It's absolute. it's br- one of the best things 
I love it. I really look forward to it. But yeah, new season of Working Mums is on. And also, I'm about to finish Passage North. I'm going to do a full book review on it next week, so I don't want to fully review it until I've finished it. But I really, really enjoyed it. It's not ended as I thought it was going to end. And I feel like it's more been a narrative. Like, not loads of things have happened in it. And one of the main characters you never meet, which is really interesting. I wonder if we're going to meet her in the last pages. But I've only got 10 pages to go and I really thought we were kind of leading to a part where she was going to have a major chapter. But she hasn't yet and I found that interesting. But I've really enjoyed it and I would definitely recommend. The next one I'm going to read is My, Serial, My Sister the Serial Killer. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it to be honest. I don't really like scary books. I get scared very easily I've realised. So I don't know if I'm going to like it. But if I don't like it then I'm just going to head back to the library and have a little have a little mooch on Saturday because the library's so good and if you guys haven't joined wherever you are then you definitely should because it's so much cheaper than buying books my other friend buys books all the time and I'm like you are literally spending so much money some people like owning them though but I don't need to own them I have way too many things already like cluttery things I've realized I have so many little like little things I don't really need to have so I cannot start buying books as well other new things that I'm doing this week. Oh, I wanted to book tickets to this thing. And then my friends all managed to get tickets because I told them about it. And then I missed the email. Now I didn't get a ticket. And now I can't go. I feel really sad about it, but we move. Also, when you're listening to this, I will be having a barbecue. I've decided to have a barbecue on Friday with my house. We're going to have a house barbecue because it's meant to be 20 degrees. And we have got a barbecue that was left in good condition by our previous tenants. Thank you, whoever you are. The only downside about the previous tenants is they had cats. And we just, there's just cat hair. It just keeps appearing no matter how many times I hoover. It's gross. But anyway, also, they always order post to our house. And we always have to send it back. And it is annoying. But anyway, anyway, I hope you all having a lovely week. Thank you for listening. It honestly makes me so happy. And I'm so excited that you're here. And such good things are coming. I can feel it. I feel like I'm on the edge of like, Something good's about to happen. I keep seeing 11-11 everywhere. Like, literally everywhere. And so, I feel like I'm on the edge of something. Something's about to happen. Like, I got a free dress today. What are the chances of that? But anyway, thank you for being here. If you don't already, make sure that you're following me on TikTok and on Instagram at you've got mail underscore pod. And make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. I hope you're having a lovely week. And any replies that you send to the question, I love, love, love reading. Honestly makes my day. Thanks for being here. And I love you. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye.